Most of those, those sort of drinking backyard sports, yeah, they're quite addictive and usually pretty fun. Yeah. Golf's the only one that sucks. Definitely like, golf because it's not makes backyard. no sense as a sport. You need a fucking no, giant unless you're back, unless you're a billionaire, and then it is backyard. And then you might as well just shoot golf. pheasants, right? Like golf. Well, yeah. I mean, if I if you were like a rich dude and you had to do rich dude things for activities shooting pheasants would be up the top playing golf yeah because that's hey um the the on on this um, hang on golf for a second (laughs) because i was just thinking about this the other day there's two things that get in the way of developing good land in the city there's only two things really like there's parks, but parks we knock down all the time. But golf courses we keep and cemeteries we keep. We've been – we've fucking ranted about the cemeteries before, but I'd just like to throw golf courses in there. We should fuck them off. Golf courses take up a you know, shitload of land and are clearly subsidized by – like they can't make enough money to pay for those land that you could get in rent from even just shitty uh, – of shitty houses on it like definitely i see yeah. what you mean but then there's social benefits of a council having there's a golf no social course. benefits it's for, it's like elitist social benefits like no, most people don't play like golf parkland most women thing. don't play golf so there's no benefit to women there's no benefit Mate, to the men people. leave the house for hours <laughs> on the weekend hours at a time yeah, so that, so that women can clean <laughs> yeah. and look after kids there's huge benefits to it i reckon <laughs> But they, the other social benefits, I mean, like you have parkland, so therefore you have wildlife, but you also have like your you suburbs just never going to get busier. Like with multi-uses. Yeah, but that's how big your house is, your, your suburb is going to get because it's, it's capped, right? No, but I, I don't mind leaving, get rid of the golf course, leave yeah. the trees and the and have it multi-use. Have a, maybe a little portion of it for golf, maybe a portion for shooting pheasants. Just mix it up a bit so everyone can get involved because you can't walk onto a golf course. They'll tell you to go away. Yeah. When, Wembley golf course isn't bad. I think they have like they've got, you know, driving range and putt-putt. But I think multi um, – in the northern part of our country, golf courses are pretty multi-use. Like lots of toad golf goes on over there so after hours. There's a lot of people sleep on them as well, you know. Toad golf. Isn't there a golf course along the Nullarbor that you play as you – Travel, yeah, they got a hole Have at I each roadhouse. No, no, that's a real thing. A hole at each roadhouse, yeah, yeah. I thought Trudings. someone was telling me about that. Maybe you probably, it, you. probably it might have been you, mate. You've, you've driven it, you probably saw them. They've got advertisements at every every mm. roadhouse trying to drag you in, yeah, yeah. I'd like to drive it again, mate. You've, you've probably t- driven it a few times, oh. eh? you've ridden it on a bicycle. Fuck, I've done it, that's crazy. Five times on in and on five different vehicles. That's that's my claim to fame. Not bad. What would you do it like to do? Would you like to walk it? No, fuck that. Actually, no, fuck get that. For so, sure. so long. No, I'd like to do it on a motorbike because way oh yeah way more agile. You can zip in and out a little. You know every little spot. And and the funny thing is with with bikes is. When I was push bike riding across it, I didn't see any motorbike guys camping. Yet they'd only do the same amount of Ks as caravans and cars every day. But 
they could get to the best campsites or zip. You know, it's easy to just do, you know, do a U-turn or zip down a little place or get into the bush and yeah. have a good campsite there. That's the go. And I was hell jealous. I actually caught up to these guys on motorbikes one day. They passed me late in the day or like about lunchtime. They must have pulled up and then I overtook them mm. and then caught up to them again. They're like, how the fuck did you pass us? I was like, mate, you guys stopped. Tortoise in the hair. Mm. But they, they beat me to Sejuna. Could you do it on a um, like a dirt bike and not on the highway? Is there like back roads that you could? We can go do the the, way or the Trans Australia um, line, which goes from like Kalgoorlie straight across. I don't know where it comes out at, but maybe it drops into Port Augusta. That'd be cool. It should, yeah. But that that's like two hundred k's north of the Nullarbor, runs parallel, and that that's it because we did that rodeo out there. But it's all dirt and. Yeah, it, that'd, be, that'd be sick to do. Railway line, it's, like little... Is there roadhouses though? Like, or do you need to carry food? There's roadhouses, but there are bigger gaps between them. And with a motorbike, your fuel yeah. tank's very limited. Yeah, because you can't really carry a jerry can, can you? You can carry jerry cans and you have to, but they're... Yeah. On a motorbike? Yeah. yeah, definitely. you got to. Well, it like, starts to like, defeat the purpose of being on a motorbike, doesn't it? Yeah. If you've got a trailer. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sidecar. Side I'd like to be the sidecar guy. Would on, you? On a trip across. Yeah, because just for the glasses and the general look. Oh, Imagine walking up to a roadhouse and you're the guy in the sidecar. <laughs> They're going to think that you're a... <laughs> what have you been like doing in the sidecar? Just yeah, just wearing leathers, <laughs> like inappropriate leathers. Enjoying the scenery, wearing leather. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do a trip across another world. You drive, I'll sidecar. Or we'll switch it up. We won't. I won't sidecar the whole way. No, you definitely will switch it up. I'm keen. I'm real keen to do it again. I've been getting inspired on the out outdoors living and the getting wild again lately. I'm getting the itch. I've been in this job four years, over four years, and I'm getting the itch to need. I need some desert time or something. Yeah. Desert time. Have I got a deal for you? Yeah. Go on. What's that? Um, no, actually, nothing. Nothing. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, look, no, I can't talk about that. I just realized going to the desert. But um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah four fair years enough. is a good amount of time. That's longer. That's equal to the amount of time I've spent in a job. Four years. Yeah, it's long enough. Thinking long enough. Yeah. Should we ring him up now and tell him to f- get fucked? Well, the. GMs in town of Asia Pacific today just flew in with his like wearing his fucking slip on shoes with gold buckles on them and no socks, three quarter oh. fucking suit <laughs> pants, and his fucking gold belt buckle that says H on it. I was like, fucking hell, he's on a Good. wicket. <laughs> this cunt's on a wicket. Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> he's lost oh, like that. Remind uh, he's gone. He's this, he's this kind of flog. Like, he's a real charismatic bloke, but he's gone vegan. He's lost like 12 kilos. And he's like, he looks a yep. bit like Matthew McConaughey these days, like in um, in uh, what's that movie that starts off Dallas with a rodeo? Club. Yeah, that one. He looks a bit like that guy. How that like, movie? Oh. like it's a movie about AIDS, but it's great. Yeah, great, great movie. And I, but that's all I had in my head looking at him. I was, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I lost all these, you know, kilos. I was like, yeah, you don't look healthy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you think after the push-ups? challenge we should do a vegan challenge see how long we can well not see how long we can go but set a time yeah just do it give it a give it a crack see how we feel definitely just call back to durian rider we'll get him on one day yeah i'm keen to do that 
Yep. Didn't Durin? No, his mate got fucked up on a bike. No, it was um, him. That just he reminded got beaten me. Up in Adelaide. Oh, he got beaten up in Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Got... Should we just jump into that quickly? Because we haven't talked about Durian for a ride. Oh, Durian for a while. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about him. I go. Um, he, for me, Durian's like Greta. I go in waves of like seeing him, and like he, sometimes he says things, and I'm like, man, he's actually got a point there. But then he's just. It just goes on rants. He's a, he's a flog. He's a general flog. And someone he's beat a, him up because they had enough. Absolutely. I'm just looking at it. There's YouTube footage of him getting beaten up. Really? And I Someone's look, videoed it. Violence. It appears to be, yeah. I didn't. Oh, oh. Yeah, look, let's not waste any time on Durian. But if you want to see a video of him getting beaten up, just Google Durian Rider. It comes up at the top. It's not funny. <laughs> we shouldn't be beating up anyone. But if you... <laughs> If you're going to beat someone else up, it's a fucking protagonist on the internet, an internet protagonist. That's who yeah. deserves to get beaten up. Hey, did you a see- um road bike with an attitude problem. Did you see the article today? Um, you, you would have seen Caroline Marx surf and chopu. You seen that clip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like four yeah, that, she got a sick foot. tube. Yeah, got a sick tube and she yeah, frothed. It's probably like- it's It foot. always looks smaller from the channel. But yeah. yeah, it's it's four foot, but it's it's pretty heavy. Like the thing is, yeah, it's I would probably be out there. Yeah, it, but then but it, what, it, the it's article? more breaking, like close to shore, like or closer to the reef than you think it is. I reckon it's actually way heavier. Um, so Stab Mag posted, so she posted that right, and then someone was like, "Oh, the Stab Mag were like, yeah, give the cheeks a run, like this would be sick." And then some flog got around it. And was like, oh, the fucking chicks are shit, yada, yada, yada. I've surfed way bigger than that. Something or other. Oh, fuck, I should have found the article. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking down. <laughs> but I did actually hear because I saw something on Kelly Slater's Instagram about it. It's like, yeah, so, so that's what it guys is. feel the need to pipe up. Like, why is this good? Like, it's it's a small wave. It's actually, it, it's just a good clip. If it's a big wave or well, a small wave, even if a guy a got clip. that, it would be a good clip. It's the best wave I've ever got, and a bit more. Like definitely. Anyway, so Kelly, some. so Kelly pipes up. This guy's like says he's a flog, and then Stab come in and be like, "Mate, who are you, you keyboard warrior? Like, I reckon there's no chance that you surf better than Caroline Marks." And then um, Kelly jumped on board and was like, "I got five grand." Says Caroline Marks will beat you out at Chopu. Like, reveal yourself, you flog. And then he came back. There was some good um. <laughs> Quotes and then he, it took ages, but he finally came back and he's like, Look, whatever, blah blah blah, uh, something rather. And then Kelly's like, Yeah, gave it to him again. He's like, Mate, reveal yourself. He's like, Oh, you know, the guy came back and said, Oh, you, I heard you don't have any money, you wasted it all on this wave pool, blah blah blah. And Kelly came back and said, Yeah, mate, I won't need any money once you get beaten. So, what's your fucking point? Um, and uh, reveal yourself. We'll, um, let's get money on it. Anyway, I've yeah. just looked up Stabs thing now and, and Kelly's hashtag, I got five on it. <laughs> it's good. Because if you were the guy, you'd be like, Kelly, you fly me out there and I'll I'll have, I'll have do the heat and you'd lose, but at least you get a free trip. But Pete yeah. gets into it with um with people on Instagram. It's quite funny. Who does? Have a bit of time on his hands. Kelly Slater. He's always getting into it with... With trolls, yeah, it's good. He picks his battles. I think he enjoys it though. He's just a high functioning yeah, individual. He gets does. bored. 
needs to rip in and do things. Yeah, but yes, internet trolling. You think he'd have more shit on his time than more shit to do with his time than just troll trolls on the hmm. Instagram. Hey, uh, episode twenty-seven, one off the wood. We're just this is just a unorganized catch-up, really. But have you are you taking something from the wood? Yeah, I got something off the off the wood today. I went and got a little party starter on the way back. I didn't have any beers at home, and uh, got one of those, you know, those eight percent ginger something or other. It was like a rowdy goose or something, and it was fucking horrendous. I didn't even finish it. So bad idea. But my uh, go-to yeah. one off the wood is Cooper's sparkling Cooper's Red. Bought a six pack. Ooh, yeah. I just wanted. Uh, uh- Cans or stubs? Well, stubbies because I was really chasing. I was chasing the uh, 440 mil cans, the limited editions. I saw them advertised for mm-hmm. 50 bucks a carton over here for 440 mil cans of Coopers. And I was like, I, I need these. But damn, Murphy's not doing it. They're only at specialist places. So can't get them. And then I was, yeah, had a Coopers hankering. So ended up with the old sparklings off the wood today. And then that was my guess. I was like, I bet Andy's got 440 mil Coopers cans off the wood. He's got to. Because you love that shit. What, you, um, what are you taking off the you wood? Just remind me, someone, one of our dear listeners, sent us a message about Coopers. Did you see that? I'm yeah. just trying to find it. Because he's basically saying, I think green is better out of a can, and the other one's better out of a stubby. I can't remember what he said. Can't find it. But anyway, it was pretty. Like, here we go. Um, no, nah, can't find it. Sorry, <laughs> whoever sent us that. Yeah, it's good. There's um, too many inboxes there. But um, yeah, look, I have not got a beer. I've got a um, whiskey. This one's been sitting in the cupboard for since last year. It's a Hudson Manhattan Rye from New York State, handcrafted. It's like a real boutique thing. It's only a small bottle. I've just got it with a bit of ice. It's pretty good, actually. Where's it from? Hud- Hudson. So, yeah. Where's that? It's from New York, but like upstate New York in the countryside. Right. And what's it doing in your house? I w- uh, so Dan Murphy's opened up down the road and I popped in and they had a few like random sort of boutique things. And this one looked cool, so I bought it. Sweet. Yeah, and I just enough. popped it. It was like, it's like fancy. It's got a cork and it's got a... Uh, had like the wax cover on it. Oh, I a, like that. I like that. It's got the year, batch, and bottle number written on in pen. So it's all very fancy. I like that. I think when uh, you buy whiskey, only- right? Like you've got a, you want to get a little value for money. Like do you know, what I mean, it's so subjective. There's this. There's bronze liquid in a bottle. What are you buying here? Trying to pick something, and like a cork goes a long way. A bit of fucking wax placed on the label or on the lid, something. You know, you love a bit of that. A, a number, a number's always good. Something that looks handwritten but probably isn't. I don't know. That's I like to get a bit of value out of my whiskey from that. I'll pay an extra 10 bucks for some wax. Yeah, I agree because I think because so many years go into it, it kind of is a bit more special than a beer, which you can brew up pretty quickly. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's what's off the wood. What do you want to talk about today? I've, I've got a news article for you if you want to get into it straight away. <laughs> I've got shitloads of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> I've got heaps of things that have got me frothing because I feel like we haven't done this in ages. We did some something about a bloody Ausday road trip, but I've just got all the things that have frothed me. But um, no, nah, I've got some weird shit and maybe just leave with the article. Well, I just lead look because this would there's stuff in the news at the moment, but this is probably the most important story that I can see. So a horse has been raped in Shoalhaven. Um, so this is Zoe Cartwright's writing for the South Coast Register newspaper. So Yogi, who's actually a pony, has been raped, and that's probably not funny. When you say pony, Yogi, it's a it's a small horse, so not not a young horse. It's a it's a, it's a shilling, no, like or something. It's an actual pony. So a show show heaven woman was shocked and horrified after she found her horse banjo covered in ants and sexually assaulted. Um, when she arrived, Banjo was stuck in a fence. Something sinister had happened. He was tied to the fence and there was used condoms on the ground and bottles of alcohol. Um, Can I describe the horse to you? It's sexy. Well, how... can, you, can you finish the as to how they know the second horse was raped on the property? Yeah, I was getting to that. Um all right, so they found another – Yogi is the other horse they found, which is actually the pony, uh, on the ground with his legs tied together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's happening up in uh, Shoalhaven. Uh, <laughs> the pony in question um, has a, has one of those like fringes that you see on Karen, you know, like typical Karen who complains to the manager. She got yep. that big like full comb over, but you know, heaps of body. It's fucking flying. Buffy comb over. Buffy comb over. Like, uh, I'm not sure what's happened here. Um, I'd like to know what the hell was going on with the ants though. Like, why was it covered in ants? What? How does that? Like, oh god, my horse is covered in ants. It's been raped. Yeah, there's a couple of weird things. That's a weird thing. My guess is the horse has been tied to somewhere where there's lots of ants because normally oh, okay. a horse would walk away from the ants. Uh, but yep. while that's so important to the story, I don't know. Okay. And then there's a line in here. Where is it? This is good. And I don't think we should be joking around someone going around fucking horses, you know? No, this is news, mate. The people need to it's know not- the news. <laughs> this is... I know, but I'm just saying we're not joking about this. We don't think this is funny, right? No, this, no one's this, is our, this could be our crime podcast. We're here to find out what happened. Maybe like point out some yeah. suspects. Here we go. Here yeah, we go. go. So Miss Miss Clark said the horses were physically okay at this stage. She and her husband now check on them several times a day and the horses stick to them like glue. And like glue is in like the quotation marks. That's funny. That's what? Glue factory. <laughs> Ah, oh, good. <laughs> yes. Shit. That's a pun in itself. They stick to them like the, maybe they, they want to die. They're like, kill me now. Take me to the factory. Please maybe they, take me to the factory. Maybe they enjoyed it. Maybe they're like, fuck these humans. Not bad. Not bad when you get tied up. Maybe they stick into them like glue now. Maybe they're like, go on, do it again. Maybe they're keen. Maybe they're reading That's the, the horse behavior. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way of knowing, is there? Like, because, yeah, I think as far as like good lookingness goes, humans are better looking than horses. Although some might argue that horses are better looking than humans. Yeah, but yeah, the horse might. They like don't it. talk back. Horses I remember reading this thing. Yeah. yeah, about elephants that apparently the way they react when they see a human is that they think that we're really cute. 
Like it's like when we <laughs> react when we see a cute puppy. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't mean they want to fuck good. us. <laughs> um, I like this line. So where they've quoted um, the lady, he was panicked. There was used condoms on the ground, practicing safe sex. Obviously, got through um, year seven at school, and so bottles you get of alcohol. Yeah, bottles of alcohol and what looked like baby oil under the horse's tail. Oh my god, this is actually fucked, isn't it? <laughs> actually, wow. And and her <laughs> next quote is, "It was too weird to believe." But then they saw the other horse with its legs tied together, lying on the ground. That's that's actually fucked up, sort of stuff. Like and. So people get prosecuted, right? Because bestiality is illegal. We're protecting the yeah, animals. You can't go around fucking horses. Yep. At what point Protect- did we get to that? Because I, I think I, th- I feel like that's a law that would have been instated today. You know, where like everybody's like, "Oh, the fucking animals. The chickens can't live in cages while they lay us eggs. We've got to think about the animal rights." Whereas back in the day, we're just like, "Yeah, plow the fields. Take me here. Take me there." Like animal power is cheaper and easier, and they complain less than human power. So. Let's use the animals, you know, and I bet they would have been plugging animals. And then someone making the laws was just like, yeah, probably like use them to plow the fields, but don't plow the animals yourself. There's a line. There's a line there. That's where the laws came in. (laughs) Don't plow the animals. Look, I see what you're saying. So they were thinking, don't use up all this horse's energy plowing it. We needed to plow the fields. Yes. Um, Otherwise, the horse is just going to want to play. Right, it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're back, like, fucking game on. <laughs> I get what we do. <laughs> just kneel down. A joke. <laughs> yeah, go on. It's long though. <laughs> so uh, I've got time. So this, yeah. Well, look. So this guy Roger, he owned a farm. He inherited it from his dad, um, the sheep farm, and um, he wasn't very good at sheep farming, and he had ram, but the ram wouldn't impregnate the sheep um, and he didn't know what to do because if he couldn't get some impregnated sheep, he was going to go under. So he went to the vet and he's like, yeah, oh, fuck, I can't remember this joke. I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> we'll cut it out. What? I don't remember the punchline. What do you mean he didn't remember the punchline? He just remembered it. I can a, only remember the punchline. Oh, just drop the punchline and we'll fill the gaps. I want to know what happens. You're killing me. So it ends up. It's. Uh, I'd have to let me think about it. <laughs> I just can't because it's all in the setup, right? And I can't remember how we set up that he has to go up the back paddock and fuck these sheep. Like, what does the um, what does the, <laughs> the vet say to him that gets him up there banging the sheep? I can't remember. I don't. Maybe he doesn't talk to the vet. Maybe he figures it out for himself. So anyway, oh. he figures out through through some miscommunication with the vet that he needs to head up the back paddock. Yep. And he and needs to fuck these sheep. Yeah. Yep. So he goes, yeah. Look, fuck this joke. I'm not going to tell it. No, it's a good joke. I like it. It's got it's got um it's got legs. <laughs> Four of them. It's so far, it's not a joke. It's just <laughs> it's just a fuck? guy having sex with sheep. Just. <laughs> I like that the um, these horse rapists. <laughs> oh, it's all coming used, back to me um, now. I've used condoms. <laughs> oh, you want to tell it now? <laughs> yeah. So look, so he gets in his little. He's got. A, he's got a tractor, and he gets his little tractor. He drives it up the back paddock, and he fucks the sheep. And he, 
<laughs> All these bits keep coming back to me in this joke. It's quite intricate. I don't know how I used to tell it. I must have known it far better. <laughs> and he goes back home and he wakes up in the morning, calls a vet. He's like, vet, how am I going to know if they're pregnant? He's like, you'll know because when they're pregnant, they roll on their sides. He's like, okay. Well, they're not on their sides. So the vet's like, well, you'll have to um, impregnate them again. And he's thinking that he's going to get up there with a bit of ram semen, but the guy's miscommunicated. So he jumps back in the uh, in the tractor and he drives the sheep up to the top paddock and he bangs them again. And this time he bangs them twice just for good measure. Uh, drives back home. Smart, <laughs> very night, smart. Yeah. Calls a vet. Calls a vet and he's like, vet, I've fucked these sheep like four nights in a row and they're not laying on their sides. And the vet's like, oh, well, what are they doing? He's like, well, two of them are in the tractor and one of them's honking the horn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, like, don't go around fucking people's sheep <laughs> or horses. Okay. Jesus. I was going to say, with the horse, these guys, these guys I'm assuming it's men who have, because there was condoms there. I'm not gender assuming here. But they've... um. They obviously didn't want to get – they were worried about getting the sheep pregnant here. They've used the condoms because they, you know, didn't want to make some kind of crazy mule, some like crazy yep. pygmy giraffe or anything like that running around. Hugh mule. Hugh mule, yeah. I think you've missed the point with- on two points. I think – Okay, yeah. You've got it wrong twice here. So you're thinking that they're wearing condoms so they don't impregnate the horse and you're thinking that the reason we made the law was so that we don't wear out the animals. But I think both of these things come down to disease. <laughs> I think fucking animals is not very clean and you will get diseases. Yeah, okay. So guys are just being careful. Oh, accept that. Do you reckon – what do you reckon their defense is? In, you know, they get – and horny. They get found drunk and horny. Yeah, at least I didn't rape a person. At least I didn't rape a human. Lesser charge. What's the – I um, think so. I think that's a win for everyone. Or do you reckon they're like real pissed and like they're at the pub, like because it's a country town and the bloke's like, they're like, fuck, there's no chicks in this pub to the publican and he's just like, mate, there's fucking few good whores down the road and he's got a bit confused and he's going, fuck yeah, couple of whores, let's go fucking bang a few whores. No? I like that. Whores, yeah, no. Uh, it could have happened in that way. He might have just might have been spur of the moment. He's like walking home from the pub. He struck out with the local ladies. He's got a couple of fresh condoms in the in the wallet. Eh? Uh, he wanders past old um, what's his name Yogi. Pops his head over the fence for a little rub on the nose and gets more than he bargained for. Yeah, definitely, definitely autistic. Whoever it was, it's like you know the old chat. Oh, a couple of nice fillies. A couple of nice fillies around today, in there. Oh yeah, seen a few good fillies. Hey, obviously, um, what maybe the say? pub fillies. You know, like your uh, uh, horse. What did you say? He's autistic. Yeah, well, you know, he's taking things literally. It's like, oh yeah, there are some nice fillies around. Is that what autistic you guys get around do? the fillies? Yeah, they take things literally. Or maybe that's Aspergers. No, nah, it's, it's the Aspergers. Sorry, the burgers in the, amongst us, <laughs> not the autism. Ah, they might do it a bit too. Asperger's um, is a type of autism. Oh, there you go. It's all a spectrum. It's all a rainbow, isn't it? You know, yeah. you pick a color, you're on there. Um, but look, so, I, I don't think um, they, oh, look, autistic people fuck horses. The, 
<laughs> I didn't say that. So they might whatever. Um, I know yeah, you didn't say it, but I, I was just saying the... I don't think that. No, okay, good. I'm glad you don't think that. That makes two of us. I think the pub um, probably like, you know, it, and the pub's either side of this farm could do a little bit to help and maybe play that song, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy a bit more, you know? Like just a little education for the for the yeah. patrons. Hmm. What about Daryl Braithwaite? Do you reckon he's ever fucked a horse? Guess. And uh, should we be looking into him for this? I can. Um, I'm. I'm seeing Daryl on Saturday. I can ask him. Yeah, keep an eye on him. See if there's any ants crawling up his leg. <laughs> <laughs> up his leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if Number he's one suspect. Ants in his pants. Daryl Braithwaite's getting all antsy in the pantsy for some reason. He's been out there fucking horses in Shoalhaven. He's telling everyone too, isn't he? It's the um, the best form of defense is offense. He's out there. He's like, no, nah, it wasn't me. Man, I've been telling everybody for years I've been riding horses. Uh, people always think they know what the song's about. And it's like, Daryl, so this song, it's about love, right? You and I are going out to He's like, nah. It's about going to a paddock and literally fucking the horses. Everyone's got it wrong for all these years. Yeah. And as you get a bit older, you're going to have to tie them to a fence or tie their legs together. It's much, much easier. Much easier. You'd be actually was more sort of experienced in – like if between you and I, we had to fuck a horse, you'd have a better chance than me because of your like experience riding animals. Like you're essentially – I, You're close enough. You could just hang off the back a bit and off you I, go. I'll tell you one thing I know about horses is that I am not standing behind one. Those things, mate. Enough. Fuck that. They, the power, and they love to kick backwards. See, these horses, they don't kick sideways. They kick backwards. Bulls kick sideways mm. and backwards. Twice as scary, but a horse with all that power. No, thank you. Obviously, they've... So, if you had to fuck a horse... I would tie its legs together. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you all right, so if you couldn't tie its legs together, what position would you have to would you go for? Um, you probably do, I because I'm thinking you lower yourself off the top yes, of it. yes, a long rein. You'd take a long rein. You'd always have split reins. Take a long so rein. that so that you can the split reins means that they're not joined. So you've got kind of one in each hand, so you can go right back on this thing, and then and then um, yeah, you'd lower in from the top, kind of like doggy style. Uh, but you're standing, not kneeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think your legs are touching the ground. I think they sort of. You're, yeah, but that, yeah, kind almost, of that 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 entry angle. But you're, um, you know, you've been you've shuffled, shimmied back from sitting on the horse. I think so. You're shimmying back, but you probably keep your legs wrapped around sideways, so your arms are forward, your legs are forward, because you don't want to get yeah. kicked. No, you just lower yourself just to get below the tail. Yeah. He's kicking. Big tail, but just doing nothing because you're on the you're on the the upper thigh, and then just sort of I assume you just lift the tail up, and that that's where the action you've, is. You've got to put it between your mouth. You've got to have, go. turn it around and, and bite the tail in your in the teeth. Yeah, because it swishes very strong. So yeah, yeah, the tail in the mouth. Oh, the swishy tails. Bite down yeah. on that thing. Yeah, bite down on the tail. But Yogi, the Shetland pony, he's yeah. You just. I don't think he'd fight. I don't think he'd kick. Not with that haircut. 
<laughs> Not with Karen's haircut. Fuck me. That, can we move on? Are we done with the Yogi's Please. Opponent? I would love to. <laughs> Should I cut that joke out that I just told? <laughs> no, that's, or is it, no, that's brilliant. It's good. That, that's real talk. This is what it's like to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a fan. I like it. It's very good. Um, oh, fuck. You've thrown me off my bar snacks. I'm not sure what to just, lead I with. I just got to grab yeah. some ice out of the freezer. Hang on a sec. Do you keep it in the freezer to hide it from the cops? Or is it, um, oh, right, it's that kind of us. Right on. Give us your bar snack. What do you got? Um, it's not even a bar snack. Just something I did. My life in general, I kind of like try to go, I try to surprise myself just to keep things interesting and everything I do. I walk home different ways and whatever. But this morning, I got the train to work. <laughs> Because I was a bit crazy late. bastard. You're crazy. Yeah, Anna. I'm crazy. But uh, what, if, what if you get lost? <laughs> you're fucking You're mental. I no, literally, I do the same thing. I like to walk around. Yeah, you get to know the neighbor. it up. Anyway, I walked out the door and then all of a sudden I was walking to the train. I was like, all right, I guess I'm getting the train today. And I got down to the train station. I hadn't had brekkie or anything. I was farched. There's fucking like 37 here in Perth today and yesterday. Didn't sleep well. Very, very hot. And I was like, I need a drink. The vending machine at the train station. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I was like, no, I really do. I was going to buy a bottle of water. And I'm like, bottle of water, same price as a bottle of Coke. And I'll have this dilemma. It's like, well, fuck, if I'm going to pay for this, I don't want to pay for the water. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I've just walked past a water fountain in the street in Leaderville. And so... I bought a 600 mil Coke and I, not being a um, connoisseur of the vending machine, fucked it up and bought a vanilla Coke. Wasn't too displeased with it. But Idiot. It, yeah, look, it's what, so I've got a 600 mil Coke. So for breakfast today, I had a 600 mil full sugar Coca-Cola. It was You bought full sugar. That's fucking crazy at your age, bro. Well, I didn't know what you I was doing, mate. <laughs> no uh, idea. Well, you press the button and the picture tells you what's on there. Did you yeah. use coins or did you, is it the tap and go? No, I used my phone. I was like full 2020 to it. But it was, yeah, so yeah. I had a so you Coca-Cola don't know for how the buttons work. Like breakfast. No, <laughs> clearly out of it. But it, was, it got me thinking, right? When you get a meal at, you know, fast food, I don't do a lot of fast food. I don't think you do much as well. But like the, when you get Sometimes a meal, like a Mac meal or like what a, you know, a meal and it comes with a drink, right? Like what do you get? What's your go to? Coke Zero, or if I'm feeling healthy, I'll get a water. Do you, but, um, do you get a water? I, do I you like actually? Coke. Yeah, well, so there was a time when the band were practicing every week and the only restaurant near the band area was Hungry Jack's. So loose call Hungry of Jack's loose interpretation get... of restaurant. <laughs> the only food offer yeah. in the neighborhood. Uh, it was Hungry Jack's and there was a, um, a kebab caravan which made me violently ill all one night. So okay. we go back to that. But yep. So I'd go to Hungry Jack's and um, would get a water because the drink, to, yeah, it's just like adding, like you're eating poor, poor food, right? It's not great for you, the chips, the burger. But then you're pouring down like a litre of sugar water on top. Yeah. So I figure if you take that out of the equation, it's probably better for you. Definitely. But, I do, I do love a Coke, no sugar. Like I actually had one for breakfast today. That's which is Whoa. hilarious because <laughs> I was working from home, 
I was sitting here and I was going to have a coffee and I was like, I really want a can of Coke for some reason. So I went and got one. So that's weird that you had one today as well because I would never yeah. do that. Yeah. That is very strange. The last I – Isn't it? I actually couldn't tell you the last time I had a Coca-Cola. Yeah, like not at all. Anyway, that yeah, fucking weird. What's that called? That's Cine- freaky shit. Synergies? No, it's called um, synergies. You Syner- know what it means. I think it means that we're meant to be together. Was <laughs> um, shit. Um, no, it's called <laughs> something synesthetic synesthesia. So, anyway, fuck whatever. Anesthesia, autism. No. Autism. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah, fucking weird. But then, so like Kev and I, we went um, went up the gun club on the way. Tin monster. The tin monster, and um, we dropped in. He's like, fuck yeah. What you went KFC. to what's the gun club. Yeah, yeah, we went up the gun club on Sunday. What's the gun club? Like? <laughs> uh, the gun club. We'll get onto tangents, but whatever. Let's run to the gun club. Mate, the gun club in WA, it's the You can't just best. say I went to the gun club and not tell me. What is it? You well, get to the, shoot guns? Yeah, yeah. So, Whiteman Park, which is where the wildlife park is, it's completely separate from where you're shooting. Yep. But they've got um, – I only just found this out last week. So, they've got – a rifle range, a pistol club, a gun club, which I call gun club, is like um, 12-gauge shotgun show. You, you shoot skeet, trap, simulated. So there's like a range sort of thing. You only need 100 metres or so and some trees for a shotgun gun club. So it's for kind of um, sporting shooting. Yeah. Anyway, yep. I was like, I'm, you know, grew up obviously hunting with my old man and doing a fair bit of shotgun shooting and we go pheasants. to the gun club every year before duck season and whatever. No pheasants, not, not um, different uh, different cast level in Wheeler's Hill. We, the pheasant shooters are at the top of the hill. We were down the bottom of the hill. The duck shooters there and the rabbit shooting shooters. Ducks. Fox. Yeah, <laughs> Jim ducks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they um, anyway, I was like, looked it up and I called this bird. I was like, oh, I want to go bloody duck shoot. And she's like, oh, I want to go shoot some clays. And she's like, oh, it's 250 bucks for a fucking private lesson. And then like group I was like, no, 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 I don't want to, I don't, you don't understanding. I want to go and shoot clays. Like I've got a license and I'm a member in Victoria, but I live here now. And she goes, oh yeah. She had to obviously ran a business. It turns out she was an ex Olympian or someone. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, just call WA gun club. They'll sort you out. So this is my hot tip to everyone out there that, has a firearms license, WA Gun Club, called him up, Duncan, legend. He's like, yeah, mate, no worries. Turn up, see um, see this bird on the bar when you get there. Sunday, they're open from 1 o'clock from Wednesdays to Sunday. So we went up and like because I've got a license, you have, to, you have to have someone with a license, but you and I can go up there and you buy your ammo. Can we actually like, go when I'm over? Yeah, for sure. And, it's, yeah, and it was like sweet. 18 bucks a round, which included hiring a gun your ammunition, so around is twenty five shots, and the clays. So you're shooting like it was great. So I took Kev up. He's never shot a gun before, the Tin Monster, and I was like a bit fucking cautious mm-hmm. growing up with gun safety. He pointed the gun at me once. It wasn't loaded, but he's it's still I still shoot myself a bit. But uh, I got him up there. He had a, a joke shot because he doesn't know what he's doing. No, no, because he just like it's instinct. You know, you get excited and you forget that you're holding a fucking weapon that once turned around could kill yeah, yeah. anyone like yeah it's fucked up yeah. but people don't around, quite like, gather well, that was just a sick bang oh shit yeah oh it was <laughs> hello yeah yeah exactly but people don't gather that because you've done it so I, we only rented one gun i was like we'll get one because that way i can you know at least stand right behind you and control your tie you to a fence or something but uh anyway the um yep. we <laughs> we shot that the first one comes out i was like i'll show you how it's and he's real eager to get his hands on a gun 
you know, he drives a V8 ute. He's a fucking classic. And then we, um, I pulled a target. I was like, oh, I'll show you. This is it. Blah, blah, blah. Do this, do this. Lean over here. This is what you watch. Pulled the target. Haven't shot a clay in like five years, I don't reckon. Comes out the trap and like, boom, just obliterated this clay. So I was quite chuffed with myself. I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's how you do it there, Kev. And then um, it was his turn and it took him about 10 shots to get to shoot one clay. And I was like, fuck, this is actually going to be a long day. And then with trap, which um, you've got like five stations. So you, um, trap, trap's real easy. One trap house, so where all the clays are coming out of, they're kind of random. They go in a 45-degree arc. You don't know where it's going to go. And five stations, you start on the left and then you shoot one, move over to the next one, et cetera, et cetera. Do that for 25 times in a row. We just like, oh, we'll take it easy. We'll do 10 at a time. And so I stepped up, shot seven out of 10. I was like, that's not bad. Not bad, considering I don't shoot much. Kev gets up and drops six out of 10. Having taken ten shots to shoot one, I was like, "Holy shit! This is this could be uh, we could be on here." He might have just found his zone, but um, yeah, he's anyway. calling, mate. It was fucking sick. He loved it. Is it and the kind of gun club bit- where you can? Yeah. No, you keep going because I was I was going to throw you off. So, what <laughs> was the best bit? The best bit of the gun club. You finish up shooting. You can't drink and shoot, but you finish up. You know, no. you hand it all back. Everyone's happy. $4 beers, mate, $4 tins, like the greatest. And it's 25 minutes from Perth. It was amazing. So, yeah, we're going to go. We'll go up. When you're here, we'll, we'll go up one evening. Yeah, I'm one. keen because I um, – can you – yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Can you rent a bazooka and shoot a goat like you can in Vietnam or nah, like that kind of nah, game nah, club? No, 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 not that. <laughs> Nothing live, just clays. You could put a bunch of clays together to make it look like a goat and then, you know, Bring your own loads. Yeah. Bring some heavy loads and shoot but it. No. But no, generally not. Fuck the yeah. goat. Yeah. So yeah. I went to um, Malabar Beach a couple of weeks ago just to check out a different beach. And Mel Malabar. And I went just to hang out, you know. Malabar. Yeah, it's just like south of Maroubra. Oh, yeah. Um, get out of the car and I hear all this gunfire. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Whoa. Like, what the fuck? And it's like, got, got into like, you know, we're going to get the fuck out of here or what? And then um, realized that the, there's a rifle club next to the beach. So it's this beautiful little bay with a beach, a little surf spot there. But it's just like guns firing the whole time you're there. Like it's just loose. 50 meters away behind a big big wall. Loose, yeah. So if you don't know about it, it kind of scares you. But I also like – I swam out to look. There's a little surf reef there. It's kind of shit, but I think if the swell gets big and in there, it's like a real protected little left-hander. So I swam out with my goggles on to have a look and it was just infested, like absolutely infested with sea urchins. Like Shit. you couldn't put your foot down anywhere and it was pretty shallow. It was like two feet deep. So I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to surf it, I don't think, because if you that, stand up. I just looked it up. It looks like um, a sick little spot. So it's like this real deep, like n- super narrow. Yeah, real long Super bay. deep bay. Yeah. Cool. Get, it's um, pretty cool. What's that one near you? The, is it Tama? That's like real deep, narrow the one, kind of thing with a pool on the side, or Cloverly Beach? No, that's um, Cloverly. Yeah, Cloverly, whatever. However you Cloverly. say it, but um, yeah, but that that's Malabar. It's yeah, cool. Well, similar to perfect Clovelly, spot for a um, gun range, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, perfect spot the for a gun range because you've got a um, wastewater treatment plant there. Do you? You've also got yeah. the jail there too. Really? 
Like it's a bit of a weird, weird spot. So as you go past why, Maroubra, um, shit gets a bit weird. Is that why Maroubra's like got a bad reputation? Because people, they like oh, you. Is it because you like leave jail and then you're like a bit homesick, so they all want to live in Maroubra, or is it like they put the jail there because? Or maybe the families Maroubra's come to live nearby. Oh, uh, yeah, Can no, visit I think it every just, day. I think it was just full of public housing back in the day. So, which like how good? Like you're poverty stricken, and you get stuck somewhere. Because you got public housing, you'd much rather get stuck in Maroubra than fuck yeah anywhere else like, in Australia. Like Paran, uh, the only problem with uh, living in Paran in Melbourne is that you you probably can't afford the lattes on Chapel Street, whereas the beach is free. So the beach is free. You yeah. probably can't afford the lattes in Maroubra anymore because it's all pretty. Um, it's a bit gentrified these days down near the beach, but I still haven't surfed What's Maroubra. Gen- I've surfed. Or Bondi. Gentrified, man. What's gentrified? It's when the um the money yeah. starts coming through your suburb and all the poor people get booted out and all the rich people come in and all the cafes open, essentially. That's what it is. Okay. You're, lo- so you're looking for gentrified suburbs in your... Uh, Me? Job, potentially. Not particularly. Yeah. Um, ah, okay. Well, yeah, Gen- your gentrified suburbs have normally got people like young professionals who are a bit more flirtatious with their shopping habits, you know, so they're not really – for a supermarket, you're kind of looking for your family, your, um, you know, people that have to go every week and spend their 250 bucks, not some fucking hipster who eats Uber Eats every night, you know. Yeah, okay. But you, if you were buying real estate, you kind of want to buy, you know, that old uh, buy the shittest house in the best street. You could do that. In the, yeah. the gentrification, let it come and then sell to some some fucking spud investor who's last well, in. That's right. Imagine mm. if you bought a house in Windsor in 1984. Yeah. Or Paran. Mm. And now it's worth like two mil. That's gentrification. But it just means that if you're poor, you can't live there anymore. So it's kind of shit as well. Yeah. All right. No, fair enough. I learned something. It's good to yeah. learn things, isn't it? Gentrification, shooting guns. That's good. Fuck but yeah, I like WA no gun clubs. Um, yeah, all good. Yeah. I'd love to come and shoot a gun because I haven't really shot a proper gun. I've only shot like air rifles and stuff like that. And yeah. So it would be sweet. Well, um, If the surf's bad, next when I'm over, we'll go and shoot guns instead. How about that? Fuck yeah, definitely. If I was a shit bloke, I'd do what I did to Brad um, on our road trip around Australia where it was like you <laughs> – like the, the, the Can I just before shot you go on? or the cartridges if that you I get was a shit at, um, bloke yeah it's got nothing to do with fucking shit I would do what yeah. I did yeah yeah sorry go on <laughs> yeah alright so I'll probably do it anyway yeah <laughs> Um. so when you get the loads from the gun club they're for shooting clay targets right which are way like fucking loads. 20 grams and and just break quite easily so you don't need a lot of power or a lot of shot but when you're shooting um, shot to hunting ducks or rabbits or whatever else, you use something like a bit heavier, so you need more gunpowder, so a little bit more power and then more whack on your shoulder. What we did with Brad, I was like, right, well, here you go, mate. This is your first shot of a gun. So he's got a shotgun. And we teed him up. We are in um, Yarrawonga. And randomly at this bloody 21st the night before, we'd met um, this guy who's old man, Chris. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Chris, someone, he, um, his old man owned the Yamaha shop. So they built like built Yamaha tinnies and like sold firearms and 
all the shit. It was just epic. You know, they picked us up and they took us out to this property, go shooting pigs and bloody everything else that moved, squawkers and emus and pro- shit we probably shouldn't have been shooting. Anyway, we grabbed um, a couple of SS cartridges, which is like a shotgun cartridge. It's three inches long. It's got gunpowder, a plastic wad in the middle, like a divider, and then shot, which is like tiny one millimeter diameter balls in it. But this one had only about six big ball bearings in the thing. So it was like heavy, real dense and like real powerful shot. And when you put a shotgun to your arm with one of those things in it, they go bang properly and it gives you a real belting in the shoulder. So yeah, we put a few a few of those loads in. We're like, yeah, you go, mate. This is what it's like. Just whack this to your shoulder and off you go. Anyway, he did all right. He took it like a took it like a legend until we got him to shoot an emu at point blank range, and he fucking shot it in the stomach, and the feathers just went fucking everywhere. Like we, this poor thing had been downed and it was injured. And we're like, here you go, mate. Shoot, shoot your first bird live, and all of us on the ute assumed he'd shoot it in the head. And he took aim at this thing from about literally five meters away. And we're all there like, oh, yeah, here we go. It'll be dead and we'll move on, grab it for some dog meat. And just boom, and this big puff of feathers come up. He shot the fucking thing in the biggest part. He's like, I was aiming for the biggest part. Like, you know, smart behavior. And fucking this emu just gets up, just fucking stands up on its broken legs and starts bolting away from this ute. And the other boys are like, shit, what's he fucking done? This thing's off, the ute takes off. Someone grabs the fucking gun off him, he's fallen over. And we, this thing's running away. They're dumb as fuck. They don't try and run zigzags, just running in a straight line. So now I've got to shoot an emu that's running with its fucking head down, pointing flat, like in the head, not shoot it up its ass or anything because its legs are the skinniest things you've ever seen. Anyway, it was fucking hilarious. Good times. Good times. Nothing nothing like it. So the emu was had been hit by a car or something. No, no, we were on a private property. So we it had been shot and wounded and then it had decided to sit down. And so we'd kind of you know, driven up to it and we're like, "All right, Brad, this is an as easy a shot as you ever get to kill something." And yeah, he uh, no, he's a smart guy. He aimed for the biggest. Are you bit. allowed to shoot emu- emus? Uh, pest eradication. There's some sort of clause there, but yeah, like uh, on this property okay. particularly, they they ran crops and things, and the emus like destroy fences and um, run a bit of a muck. If anyone's uh, questioning this, you should look up um, the dollop and emu wars. That's a, a good podcast to listen to. It's quite one of their shorter ones. But it's uh, absolutely brilliant. It's about the emus taking over WA and then the return, returned war veterans having to fucking, like literally they fought a 10-year war against the emus and the emus ended up winning. They beat out the um, West Australian returned army. I haven't heard that one. That's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, if you're feeling a bit like, you know, a vegan activist right now, listen to that and then come back to me. Mate, I'm triggered. I'm 100% triggered by that story, but it's also great. I love the way – I just love Emu's faces. Like, they're so freaky looking. Um, it's because they're so confused hey, look, we, by everything. That's why. They're so <laughs> fucking loose. I just have no idea. Yeah, they are loose. They're very loose. My only good memory of an Emu, it's not a good memory. It's a bad memory. 
we were on a trip around Australia when we were kids and an emu ran up and stole bacon off my brother's plate and he was very upset because all his bacon got eaten by an emu. Record. Hit fucking record. Sydney has less public holidays than the other states. Why? That's actually fucked. Like it's actually shit. I think Melbourne has potentially more than all the other states. Tassie's got fucking Tassie's got ridiculous ones. They've got a different one for Launceston than Hobart, right? They got show day. Yeah, I think they got the Hobart show and the Launceston show. It's how good's that? Like show day, show day. You got to bring everyone. Bring because the people in Launceston aren't going to take their fucking animals all the way to Hobart back in the day. So you got to have two different show days. Why didn't they just have the same show day? Or maybe that was because why, so they could take them. It's too there. far apart. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that that's actually so. You what? You've got two less. Two, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure this. I, I did look into it. We got two less, so everyone's getting a public holiday next Monday or the Monday after next. I think for Labor Day. Yeah, I think we get no. We, we get, get Labor that one. Day. Um, but then like as he gets it because I'm supposed to go down there for the long weekend, but I don't actually have a long weekend. Because then, Sydney's fucked. Because yeah, Labor Day in Melbourne is in June because that's when Melbourne and Collingwood play footy. But we've got Labor Day like first weekend in March in WA and then like Labor Day in the Territory is in May. doesn't make fucking any sense at all. But you'd be sick to have a company that traded in every state and you just take them all. Just like pick and choose. You're like, right, we're out today. No yeah. Idea. I tried to do that like sort of – you know, working in Melbourne and Sydney, but people are on to you. That's, you can't get away with it. I think they have. Because I could just, you could on. just travel to the, the state that you need to be in for the holiday. Ah, uh, yeah. So and have it off. Well, we've got Cracker Day in the in the Territory. I, I don't know. I think it's like. Cracker yeah. Day. Or so Show Day. Like white people. Show day thing. Oh, Picnic Day. It's called Picnic Day. That's right. Yeah, they I like, like that. Yeah, go have a picnic. Get the fuck out of town, or just go outside. Get out of the house. Non-social media day. That's what they should call it. Picnic mm. day. People day. So, we're, Sydney's got one called October Long Weekend. Is it when? Is it not like a Oktoberfest where it's not in October? What is it in October? Yeah. <laughs> so we do get Labor Day, you know, but we get it in October. Yeah, right. Sounds mint. <laughs> but but we just get Easter, Anzac Day, Queen's Birthday, Labor Day, and Christmas and Boxing Day, right? Melbourne gets all of that, but they also get Melbourne Cup and AFL Grand Final. So they've added two sporting events and Sydney has none. Yeah, well, maybe you should get more sports. They've got the sports, I think. We've got a footy team. We've got two of them. Yeah. Rugby. They love rugby. You'd think they'd have a holiday for rugby. Rugby day. I think that's the Cronulla Riots Day, isn't it? They just have a similar sort of day for that. I went down to Cronulla for the Australia Day weekend. Not for the whole weekend. We went down like the day after Australia Day and... You've got all the um, apartment blocks that front up to the water and yeah. almost all of them had an Aussie flag hanging off the balcony. 
And I felt like it was almost if you didn't have your Aussie flag hanging off the balcony, people might come around and drag you out of the house and kick the shit out of you in the street. Like it felt a little bit, um, bit, bit communist sort of Russia. Show your support for the, for the team. That's that's pretty. Or, or else. That's pretty. You don't <laughs> it's just get, there's more. I've never seen so many Aussie flags. Yeah. Okay. Like then I saw in Cronulla, they're Patriots down that way. So it's good. I actually liked it down there. It was good. Not bad. I had good surfs in Cronulla. I like the place. Like straight out the front oh. of those apartments that you're talking about. Little like mm. A-frame beachy. Little reef there. Reminds me of um, Leighton Beach in Perth here when it's on the pump, which is very rare. But when Leighton Beach is on the pump or there's like a northerly swell, again, like every five years, heaps like Leighton. Real sick. But Cronulla, that's probably yeah. on the reg. Cronulla's got like 15 world-class reefs in its mm. stretch. It's Perth's good. shit everywhere. Um, you know who don't get holidays? Who don't get public holidays? Um, people without jobs. People without jobs. Every day is a holiday. Uh, yeah, primary school. No, they get it. Um, uh, yep. Homeless people. Homeless uh, people. Every day is a holiday. Sh- yep. These these nurses. People, people yeah. that work in hospitality. Yes. But they earn nurses. more money, so they want the public holidays, so they earn more money. Yeah. Public servants. Yeah. Uh, FIFO people. Oh, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Horses. <laughs> nah, they get Melbourne Cups. <laughs> they a couple get Melbourne of them, Cup. only, only 24 of them have to work though. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's bullshit. They all get the day off. Mm. Lazy fucks. Well, the shit ones. Who don't. doesn't, who doesn't get the holidays? FIFO people, mate. FIFO people don't get the public holidays. That you work no. every day. The mine site doesn't shut. Every day is a work day. It doesn't matter what day it is. So there's people up there, Christmas Day, Easter, the whole lot. Sundays, you're getting paid. Maybe you're getting paid extra. But it's pretty hectic, I reckon, up there. And to make things worse, did you see the news? You probably didn't because not many FIFOs in Sydney. But the news mm-hmm. out, out um, this week, Rio Tinto have put beer prices up at all of their camps 45%. Forty five percent. Fuck. Forty five percent. Hang on. So is it like a croquet club or a gun club up in the FIFO camps? It is. is it cheap as chips beer? Yeah, yeah. Because their bar licenses. This is this may not be the truth, but to my understanding, when I was working FIFO, is that they ran a camp and they that was not their core business up there. So their liquor license was kind of like a hotel. It was not to make money or like. Sorry, not kind of like a hotel. I suppose they turn into pubs, but they weren't supposed to be making money off it. They were covering costs. So beers were like three bucks, two eighty, three dollars, three twenty, that sort of stuff for a stubby. And you buy them in singles, and the bars only open till eight o'clock or something. Like it's not a late one. But I was going to say, don't they test you? Like you wouldn't be able to have big nights or anything. You'd no, not at all. Three, three yeah. beers or something. Yeah, absolutely. And you're getting like tested. You know, like you're getting on a bus at 5.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock to go to work and potentially getting breath tested then. So, like, people, you've got to fucking get up at crazy hours. So, you there's limited takeaways. You can buy a six-pack or something maximum and all this shit. I'm sure you could, like, you know, buy a six-pack every night and then just get fucked up on night four. But, obviously, you wouldn't make it to work. So, but 45%, like, that's a crazy hike. Like, that's, a, that's gone from, like, you know, supplying beers – uh, not making profits to it to like we're putting beer prices up to you, like the tax on anything, cigarettes, beers, to so people don't 
drink as much. That's what it's supposed to be, inhibiting. But if you're working on a mine site, you've got zero expenses. You haven't put fuel in your car. You haven't paid for dinner. You haven't paid for shit apart from your phone bill or your internet shopping or your premium porn subscription. And 45... Jet skis. You know, like your jet skis, obviously. 45% on your... um. Only beer tax isn't going to do fuck all, but it's still rude. I reckon there should be better. Like, I think, yeah, like I think we can agree that any hike in alcohol prices we're against as a podcast. Um, at the same time, from going from three dollars for four fifty on a FIFO wage, like, and you're only drinking a couple of them, and they probably don't want you drinking up there anyway, right? But like I feel for the FIFOs that are doing like four weeks on, one week off. Like fuck that. That's it, yeah. That's a terrible, terrible amount of time to have to work in a row. I reckon. I think I like that. Some guys get a good deal, right? Where they're doing like two on and two off. That's I reckon some sort of fifty-fifty deal. And then you're that's the FIFO dream right there. What do you reckon? Yeah. The, look, there's a there's a lot of different FIFO rosters. The the old um having done a few of them, I the worst roster for me was when I was the ops manager, so the semi-boss, where I didn't have a roster, so I couldn't plan anything. And generally, we had our guys on two and one, which you're at home every third weekend and it just Murphy's Law, shit's not on when you're home and that fucking sucks. And everyone's like, you get home and you're frothing for a weekend because you roll in on a Wednesday, everyone's at work and then you're like ready for the weekend and everyone's like, oh man, we were just too lit the last two weekends or we went camping or we went away and no one wants to no, do anything. It sounds like you've got shit mates. You have shit mates. Oh, mate, it, it was They should be, they should be getting around you after your, after your FIFO and if they don't, they're shit cunts. So whoever those guys are, what? <laughs> yeah. Name them, shame them, shit cunts. <laughs> but it's just like I reckon that's hard but at least you can predict when you're home. You can go to a wedding or you can't make this event or you can sort of thing. But that, yeah, long rosters, That's, that's the two-one. That's the two and one. The long roster, you you're there for one reason to make bank or pay your drug debt, whatever it is. Like you lock in and you are serious. As in Kev's word, it's all about the take home. You're getting serious take home, mate. You you're going away. You're spending nothing. You got it all about the take home. But um, the the yeah, Rio, spending nothing. That's oh key. yeah, fuck yeah. So BHP Rio, yeah. those those guys have done um job share. So when you're on an eight and six roster, which is basically one week on, one week off, pretty good. Home fifty percent of the time, you know, you work seven days a week and then you work fuck all. But they went to job share, so instead of having the one job that works three hundred and sixty five days a year and two people doing it, they went that one job with four people doing that one job. So you go, you work one week on, and then you have your week off, which is normal. But then you have two weeks off after that. So you're working one week out of four, and Obviously, your pay is cut in half, but you think about what you can get done with three weeks off. Like you could have a side hustle. You could have a, a side job. You could you almost could, yeah, yeah work another job just at home somewhere. Yeah. Like not, not everyone would be up for that. Like most people want to work, right? They want to make money. Yeah, but, like but it gives like, you uh, the- Look, as much as I love three weeks off, can I just work? Twice as much, please. Yeah, and so you, but the, and they gave it to. I'm pretty sure they gave it to people was optional because um, the bloke yeah. um, Sam who runs Black Cocky Wines, ex- exactly what he did. He took job share, which means he's eight and eight and or oh, eight bloody on and I don't know twenty one off or something. But it means he can go yeah. down, run his winery, do all you know, like 
run his wine business, do his um, take his week holiday here and there or whatever they get for the year, and you know he can do all of vintage and be home for it. But he's got his side hustle, and it's kind of like a safety net. You can have your little job on the side and great. Then if it works. If you're starting a business like that. Fuck yeah. So right, I just got to disappear for a week, make some, make a bit of cash to keep things rolling while we're trying to get this other thing off the ground. Perfect. Because yep. yeah. the like starting a business, working full time. I know people that have that are doing it and have done it and have tried to do it and I've sort of had a crack at it myself from time to time. It just basically means working every night to you know midnight and all weekend. So that'd be perfect for people wanting to do stuff like that. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's it's good opportunity, I reckon. But mate, honestly the FIFO thing, having done it, is not what it's cracked up to be, I don't reckon. Um and now the beer price is through the roof. Fucking outrageous. Then fuck it. Just get a normal job at, at at the bank. Yeah. That's um Yeah, look shout out to the FIFO workers out there. They cause like everyone probably looks at it like, oh, you get a week off and you get paid fucking shit loads. What's the fucking problem, cunt? But you've done it and it's it can be a rough trot and it can be especially a rough trot for people who have have families that they they might, you know, want to see and so, yeah. yeah, spot on the families you, you want to see, or like even at the other end of the scale, like the relationship you're trying to start or you're trying to, you know, maintain. It just is fucked. Like it, it's hard work. So, yeah, yeah, you're up there three weeks. Your missus is down in Perth, getting stuff. Like, full if of there's any FIFO workers listening now, your missus is down in Perth, fucking your friends, and that's a guaranteed. And I'm uh, that's it's right. just the way it is. Oh, Sorry, hurts. mate. That's that is. Rough. It hurts. I know. Um, it does. Uh, you got to put time into a relationship. You can't fuck off to the Pilbara for three weeks at a time and expect to not to bang all your mates. God damn it! <laughs> oh mate, oh mate, the Tin Monster is actually out. This is why I brought it up because he's um he just got a new job. He's off to the to the Pilly. He's at um, look out for the Tin Monster. I actually wrote Tin Monster on the back of his helmet, his safety hat. In um, uh, yeah, yep. before he left, he didn't notice it until he was there for two days, which he wasn't real pleased about. But um, nah, he- it's like self-proclaimed tin tin monster is not monster. as good as being called the tin monster. It's like walk into a party, hey, out, I'm the tin monster. <laughs> Chuck us an export. I'll show you what what I mean. <laughs> Look out! So, so the tin monster's kicking around Mullawa, uh, Mulla, Mullawa. That's a rodeo. Mulla uh, Mulla is. Mullamulla. Mullamulla Camp uh, Area C on BHP site. I won't say the business he's working for, but he's got a new job and his first swing is 28 days. He's up there for four weeks. He's fucking locked in and the long swing's like What's he get one. off? One week. One week off. So four on, one off. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm not up for well, that, that one. That, that's, his, that's his first swing, but going forward, it's like it's three weeks on, one week off. So every month, one I'm week I'm not off. up for that either. No, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, I think you need two off in the, that scenario. The well, bonus I've got mates that, um, yeah. Oh, go on. The bonus is I get to drive his ute, you know, every couple of weeks just to, oh, just the to ute. lubricate the yeah. seals. The fucking ute, mate. Uh, yeah, when you picked me up and out the other night, I was, and we went really fast down a suburban street. Probably we didn't break the speed limit, I wouldn't wouldn't have said, but... We went from zero we to did. really fast, really <laughs> yeah, fucking quickly. Zero to the speed limit really quickly and then some it's a good yeah it's like it's the classic bogan mobile 
And there's a reason why Bogans love it because it's sick. It's fucking sick. It's it a woke up the inner Bogan in you. You're like not a Bogan. Oh, mate. It's like, oh, I remember Yeah, growing up in Claremont. That's right. <laughs> these cars are sick. <laughs> yeah, well, they're a lot hey, um, these days. Uh, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to fucking finish this off because I got to go to bed. It's nearly midnight on the east coast, bra. So, what has got you frothing this week, Warren? Uh, is it this week or is it on? Because we've done haven't done pods in ages and I'm over frothing. Well, look, you can tell me whatever you want. There's no rules here. But just know that I've got to go to bed at some point. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, keep it succinct as you can. Let, let's park something because you and I are over the phone have already frothed on this and hopefully it's you- a later story to come. It's my, my new surfboard that I bought in January. Oh, oh. I feel like we should do a surfing. You know how like Joe Rogan does MMA episodes? Yeah. Yep. We yep. should do surfing episodes. So if you don't want to listen to it, fine. Fuck off. And Jeff. if you do... We could just talk surfing. Yeah, Jeff. Could I just say that the latest Joe Rogan um, MMA episode, the first hour is just taught chat about psychedelics, which is, they must be high. It's so deep and it's good conversation. It's a must listen. Do you listen to all those MMA ones? No, I didn't listen to the whole one of that, but I, it just came on and I listened and they didn't talk MMA for the first hour. They just talked about spiritual awakenings <laughs> to psychedelics and it was pretty deep and I enjoyed it. But so I'd, yeah, I'd recommend that one. The only MMA ones I listen to is when I've fallen asleep on the Shakti mat in the middle of the floor with like and a Rogan episode's ended and I wake up to some chat about like blokes punching blokes and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And it's a yeah. different one. Yeah. I, 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 I'm of... on board with that though, the surfing episode. Yeah, well, yeah, and we can, maybe we can get a surfing-related guest to join us on that one. Yep, well, we've got, yeah, well, yep, maybe when we're down in Margs in a couple of weeks when you're over. Margaret River, let's think about it. Then. Yep. But that, so that's got me frothing, and I'll froth about that, but the for my yearly goals we talked about with uh, Adam Ballard, I'm going to paddle out at boat ramps and surf boat ramps. I've bought the board that suits. It's eight foot eight. It's fucking huge. It's scary, and I yeah. got on the sewing machine, and I made a, cover for it and uh i took it for a paddle on the fuck you're a weird dude don't you you got on the sewing machine and made a cover for it out of what i went to um spotlight and bought some sick fabric i sent it to it's fucking dope made a drawstring and all it's tapered it's actually you sent it to me i don't think you sent it to me i'll send it to you you never look it's fucking sick um but yeah I, i took it out for a paddle at city beach paddled between the groins and yeah i'm i'm excited and scared and I like it. It's good. Good. It's real good. Uh, not what's got me frothing this week because we'll froth on that. That's not what you get. So you're always trying to sneak extra ones yeah, in Yeah, I like there. that. You dog. like that, don't you? You fucking dog cunt, you <laughs> fucking dog cunt. Uh, <laughs> you fucking sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> uh, so what has actually got you frothing this week? Because like, let's, this is up-to-date stuff. We're up talking about like all the, that was all the um, latest. The latest froths, what got me frothing? The gun club, mate. Like I'm not, I cannot. Oh, explain. the gun club. I'm actually f- over frothed on the gun club. It's so cheap, eighteen bucks for a round gun rental, twenty five shells and around around a trap or skeet. I'm on it, and I'm so much froth that I'm already going back on Sunday this week. I'm there. It actually got me a super Good. frothing, and I shot really well, which blew my own mind. 
which is always good. I'm excited. I want to come. If if there's no surf, we'll go. Right, sick. We're there. So, yeah, that that genuinely got me frothing and, like, I cannot recommend. Call them up. Could uh, I do yeah. that in Malabar? Could I call them up and say, I want to come and shoot a gun? I don't know what I'm doing. Don't have a license. Yeah, but that. you'd have to pay punter tax. So, you'd have to pay for some yeah. punt to babysit you, whereas... You come with me up here, and I'm the babysitter. So we can do you, it. Yep. So we pay. We don't pay punter tax. Yeah, yeah. I so yep. Yeah, yep. that's all right. Okay. Because I think Mel would like to go and shoot a gun too. So yeah, maybe we'll pay the punter tax. Pay the punter tax. Like, and the thing with rifle shooting and pistol shooting is you're in a range and you're like indoors. It's like twenty meters away. You've got a little booth sort of thing. It's kind of like going to a peep show or something, jerking off in a cubicle by yourself. It's kind of fun, but it's not that fun. Yeah, you know. But then, not like, as fun as just going up and shooting an emu for no reason. Yeah, or tying a horse to a fence. Or I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, anyway, yeah, you, you don't want to get that. I know uh, what you're getting that. <laughs> yeah, what's got you frothing this this very week of ours in February? Ah. Oh. You know, I've got. Th- can I do three and make them all real short? Yeah, of course, mate. I feel like I've got heaps. You've got heaps of froth yeah. credits because I've got. There's there was two things that got me frothing in the sporting world, in my sporting world, and one was uh, King and Queen of Corbett's Cooler in Jackson Hole. Did Ooh. you catch it this year? I didn't see the Queen series. All I saw was that one clip. Well, and it's a king. It's a it's a chicks as well. It's yep. dudes and chicks. I sent you one clip, but this year. They went – so this is for context. It's Corbett's Cooler. It's a ski run in Jackson Hole. It's like a real steep run. But it's, not, it's not a ski run. They, it's, a, it's a gap between rocks of a cliff that are all about 50 foot high and the yeah. entry is vertical for 30 foot that you and I went to and you skied it and I stood on the top and videoed and then went around and lost yeah. it for an hour because the mountain's so big. But yeah. yeah, but I sort of bum-slided into it and sort of made my way – just into it and skied it like most people would but the king the king and queen of corbett's is like they're all airing into it which is mental and then there's a they now build a kicker halfway down but they built the kicker at the top like one of them was 10 feet back from the lip yeah so not they weren't just dropping off the corner so they were airing over it and into it and there's, you've got to check it out because there's guys that had really good snow conditions. So there's multiple double backflips and um, cork 720s and a guy tried to double cork 1080 off it. And like they're dropping like, I don't know, like 15 meters out of the sky pretty much. But the one that I sent you was the drone footage of a guy doing a double backflip, just pulled it together and just launched into a loose 360 off the Buddha. I just thought it was next level um, craziness. Yeah, I think that, that was a even compared to last year and the year before. That was a snowboarder that did that one. Yeah, that was mental. Just the way he pulled it together and then just went into this loose 360. I liked it so much, and the footage shot from that drone got me very frothing. There's a there's a good um, footage of that same run shot from where I was standing shooting you, and I, yeah, I like that the cliff because it because it unlike the stuff that's looking like front onto it or from out in front or, or back up whatever but it's like this is what it's like to stand on top of these things and then like and it's all kind of still it's not like fast pace you know it's like with surfing the waves come and you just like in the moment and you go but it's yeah. like all right it's all happening it's, it's all, all happening at once in surfing yeah. shit's yeah. going down 
there's there's noises, there's waves, but skiing, it's like you go and stand there and it's like, here it is. It's like, okay, so I could. <laughs> what do you want to do off this? Show us. Like, yeah, it's full on, isn't it? It's different. Yeah. I kind of like that vibe. Yeah, looking at surfing, it. Surfing, you sort of put yourself in a position where you've got no choice but to be involved. Whereas, yeah, you just sort of, anyway. Someone surfing, gets- I think, is a bit similar. Like, you know, I was thinking about this at Cronulla and other spots where you see these videos of waves and the same with skiing. You see videos of certain lines and they seem so unattainable. But then you go there and it's like, ah, it's just there. That's it. It's like, oh, that's Shark Island just there. That's um, the box just there or that's Corbett's Cooler. It's like it all becomes a bit more real yeah, and a bit more achievable. But, but um, to get out there, like to look at it is one thing and then to sit in the lineup is another and then to like yeah. put yourself in the spot Actually, with an audience is the is so far next level to what you can think about. Like I, I was at um, Mark's yeah. the other day over Australia Day weekend and turned up and it was just super low tide and the box was on and from yeah. but it, it was on but wasn't on as in it was breaking because it was big enough but it was – it was death, like it was death, death on a stick oh, out there, mate. Like death on it's a stick, just like just horrendous, and the like it's just an absolute mutant of a wave. But occasionally you can surf it. It's fucked up, like yeah, yeah. I don't like even surfing like world class waves that aren't super heavy. It's so hectic, like it's impossible to explain to someone who doesn't do it how hectic it is in the water. You know when yep. you've got like all these really good surfers and everyone's just frothing and it's just all on. It's pretty hard to explain the vibe. And then to level that up to something like the box, it'd be fucking, yeah, full on, full on trying to jump into a lineup like that and get your waves, I reckon, because it's hard enough to do it at normal waves. Yeah, there's a wave down south that I won't name that I want to take you to, which is gives you kind of the vibes of, it's a little chip in takeoff, so you kind of can roll into a, a proper square barrel where you have to ride through the bottom of the barrel. You can't be on the f- face of the wave. It, it, it's that square, like properly a bit. You got to like get down wave. onto the flats, almost. Yeah. So you roll in, and then you just go. You hope you've got enough speed to shoot through the flats. This barrel that will pitch way in front of you, so you're fine. And then you come out of that and then it goes into an almond barrel, which is like the standard barrel shape so you can ride the wall. And if you don't do or don't make that, it doesn't matter because you don't get fucked up. But we're going to go to this wave and like, and no one goes there. Like it's a bit of a, it's a, the road in is way shitter than the bears track and not maintained and it's a bit out of there and there's no one really knows it and it needs a certain direction swell. But when it's small and it's on, it's, yeah. It's it was on sick little spot. It was on one of those Red Bull videos, wasn't it? It's on it was on no contest. The um Yeah, no con- Red Bull no contest. Yeah, and Taj looks is there epic. He decides he's yep. not naming it. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't tell you where we are. Can't no name way. It. Yeah. That was pretty hectic when they were there, but you can surf it a bit smaller than that. And it's a little bit smaller than that. Yep. Yeah. yeah I had a, a very memorable session with uh James Hick. Uh, New Jersey's biggest charger, biggest export charges. Uh, New Jersey, yeah, he's from. I New- he was English, not New Jersey. No, what? Oh, Guernsey. Where's the fucking? There's islands that are the UK, but they're on the wrong side of the strait. 
I think it's Jersey. I don't know. Yeah, it's Jersey. Oh, sorry, maybe it's Jersey old Shore. Jersey. Nah, you Is know, it from like, the Jersey Shore. You know, like. Jersey is like New Jersey is in America, but Old Jersey is in the UK because Jersey was like yeah Jersey and Guernsey they're the names of the islands. So New Jersey is probably there? named after yeah yeah it's crazy surf there. It's in like the middle of the strait. Look them up. They're they're like you know where the UK is right, and then there's the English Channel. Yes. I'm looking at a map now. All right, yeah. so so go the English Channel on the other side. Oh, yeah, I see them. Yeah, in so France. So they're pretty much, England they should be French. Yeah, they should be French. But the English took them and said, look out, you French fucks, we're coming. But they didn't get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's from Jersey there. But he, um, he's a massive charger and he took me there the first time. Surfed with him, Kaloha and Dino, and Dino and Dino, which, who's his dad. And like, yeah. it was, yeah, it was fucking pretty epic. Sick. Pretty epic. Dino and Dino Sick. also for, um, Surfed against Kelly Slater in Kelly Slater's first event win at Trestles. Mm. And now he's a normal old man and Kelly Slater's beating a his not son. normal old man. Yeah, and yeah. Kelly's beating his kid as well. It's like, yeah. You, yeah. We, te- <laughs> we can't turn this into the surf episode. Oh, this yeah. is what the surf episode would be for those who right. are listening. Shit. Because I'd love to get into Kolohe and Dino's mental state because he's never won an event and he's come second like five times. He's the opposite of Taj Boa. He should win. Uh, yeah. he, he almost won the world title without winning an event. Like he should do yeah. that. I can't see him winning an event because he, he, he cannot beat the top guys. He doesn't have the, the weaponry, I don't think. He needs Unless to have he the- lucked into a final with one of the lower tiered Retards, I don't think he's winning one. Who freaks out like a William Cardoso who's like, I shouldn't yeah, be here, like that. but I'm killing it. Sick. And then he's just like, yeah, yeah take this. Yeah. But, you know, you have the hey, – like Taj Burrow won like 12 tour events or something and never won a world title. Yeah, but that's because he was a freak talent and yeah. way better than everyone else. Yeah. Whereas Clohe and Dino's not, I don't think. Anyway, hey, let's wrap it up because – and don't worry about my other two froths. Oh, I want to know. Give me one. Not, I'm keen. I got another. Oh, one was just Sydney. I've really been loving Sydney the last month because the days are long. I can surf before work. I can surf after work, and the surf has been pretty much pumping for three weeks, like back to back swells and swells that last for a week. Like it's fucking ridiculous. And real cyclone that came down, and yeah, the cyclone swell came, and I didn't really surf when it was cyclony. But the days after that were absolutely firing. And even today, um, it was big and onshore and I paddled out and did 50, 50 duck dives and caught one wave. It was sick. <laughs> Just good, good way to finish the day. <laughs> so Sydney's, Sydney's really uh, really coming into its own right now. And I think I texted you the other yeah. morning or evening. I was like, Sydney's actually good. <laughs> like, it's actually good. The yeah, thing, when the swell gets bigger in like the beaches around here, it's a, it gets it all comes out off off the shore a bit and out from the bays and it just gets better because you know when you were here surfing it was small and it feels a bit tight and there's a lot of backwash Hell and backwash like super backwash yeah yeah and but when it's a bit bigger and maybe the sands build up better as well now because there's a few sandbars that's like at bronte especially there's this sandbar that sits right out the back it's like it's like a bells thing because it's because it's way off the rocks and way off everything. It's stu- yeah, it's like a whole different thing. It's great I'm having a good time. 
like but my it. board is <clears throat> too small for when it gets bigger. Yeah. And the other one was the as another surfing one was Nazare. Um, oh, I, did, yeah. I didn't really froth, but it's just um, Kai Lenny kind of froths me. He does some weird shit on big waves. He's so far like beyond that. everybody else. Like to watch the you watch the comp and every, and I, I watched a fair bit of it, and you know you can tell. Like even if you don't know what's going on, you're like, oh, this guy looks sketchy, and he's chattering. Like his board's chattering. He's leaning yeah. over. He's like he's nursing the board through everything, and Kyle Lenny just. Literally looks like he's on roller skates or something. Like he's on, he looks like he's on a two foot. Looks ball like he's system. snowboarding powder. Yeah, and everyone else is on ice. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yes, spot on. And he's just so comfortable. And then he's and he started throwing these like mid face because the as these big waves are sort of pitching, they've got towed in, so they've got a bit of speed, so they're they're not real steep to start with. And instead of just like kind of tacking where you like carve left and right like you would on a skateboard to keep your speed, use the use your fins to to generate speed down the wave, you, he's just like there and then pops like a chop hop, like pops a, an air and spins a full 360 and then keeps going. And then everybody started doing that, but he looked so much more comfortable doing it. It was Yeah. He oh. popped that chop hop 360 at the top of a 30-foot wave and then aired to the flats and ate shit. Like an and acid like, drop, if, just a pop. Yeah. <laughs> and... It's a shame that he ate shit because the th- the thing, if he didn't eat shit, it would have been the absolute mental. But there's a there's a still shot of a right hander that he caught that doesn't look right. It doesn't look real. It's just top to bottom barrel, whatever you call it, thirty footer, sixty footer, oh, however it, you it, want to call it. It just looks fucking bullshit. A stupid amount of times overhead. That's what it is. Yeah. Now that was that was right. good value. I'm in wind up mode, but just give us a quick update on. So we're doing the 100 push-up challenge, seven weeks. Stick to the training which you've sent. Where are you at and how are you tracking? And there's probably a couple of listeners that have joined in. Is that right? Yeah, we've got uh, uh, more than I thought actually. A couple of sick counts out there who've uh, DM'd, slid into the DMs and I shot them out via email, the Excel spreadsheet. So if anyone is keen, we can still send it to you. The seven-week challenge. yeah, so I'm on track from when we set it. I started and then I Australia Day weekend had a bit of a blowout and I've come back on track. I actually skipped one of them to get back on, but I'm all right because I'm doing when you do your max, I'm getting above 15, 20. I think the second last one I did, I did 40 as a maximum, which is 40 as a max. Pretty Ooh, good after good. the Was workout. that the one with a two-minute break in between? Um, yep, I think it was. Yeah, with, with 120 yep. seconds. But I've just reached uh, – so on my sheet, I'm on track and I'm into week five and the right. did a pretty hectic – do you want the numbers? Do you want to tell you which one I'm up to? So I'm looking at now you're at week five, which is 21, 25, 21, 21. So I'm past that. So I did 25, 30, 25, 25. That's not on mine. 25, 29, 25, 25? Yeah, that one. Yep, but I did 30 because I'm one. So you're a, you're a full week yeah. ahead of me because okay. I, I actually I was traveling for work last week and I did it on the Tuesday and then I just forgot for the rest of the time. Yep. Um, so then I got a week behind plus I lost a week when I didn't make it in week two. So I've finished week three and I've started and I'm midway through week four. My last max was today. 
today was a 45 so you have a 45 second break in between them yeah, so i thought tough. it was going to be easy yeah so it was 14 18 14 14 and i smashed it out and i only did a 16 max though but still on target yep but if i'm gonna get to perth and we can do 100 together i'm gonna have to do something different i don't think i'm gonna get there how yeah. many rest days do you need before the max hundred? I reckon two, you, you need you definitely need you know two rest days before that, but you definitely need one rest day between them. But I think on those rest days, just do real light, like do ten, take thirty seconds, do ten, thirty seconds, do ten, do ten. Like you need to build up the endurance. So once you get to the, or, or maybe like maybe do something different. Do like a, a max and get tired, and then do ten, and then like take time off then do 10 just like push it and push it and push you it you also need a recovery days right cuz in between yeah yeah anyway i'll keep i'll keep pressing on good press and good pun as well yeah i i like um the next week i just I looked tra- at mine turned it over and it gets fucking hectic week 6 and yeah. 7 are real hectic and i don't know if i've written that yeah. right cuz i've put 45 seconds down as rests and they're like there's some big numbers there yeah i don't know What's going to happen when I get up to there? But look, I'm on target now. I might, I might not get there. But and I'm, I'm worried that I'm not going deep enough. So I feel myself today. You're saying like two inches from the ground. Yep. I think I'm right. Look, look let's not get into fucking technicalities. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna avoid your push-ups like you wouldn't a bloody no. like best of exercise competition, CrossFit, whatever they call yep. it. So I'm I'm aware of it. I'm trying to get as deep as I can. Yeah, that's what the bloke with the horse said. Yeah, that's the guy that fucked the pony said. Anyway, so if you want to get involved, send us a DM. A couple of guys are doing it, but it's a good. Um, oh, I did some with my mate when I was in Melbourne. We were pissed. <laughs> so I did 14, 18, 14, 14, and a 10 max with um, Ballard. Adam, my yeah. mate, the guy yeah. that he was on the podcast. Check him out, episode twenty. Five, yeah. What time of night um, was this? Yeah, it was about <clears throat> about eleven. We'd been at the pub for my birthday actually, and then we went back to his house to um, uh, sample some herbs, um, and yeah, had a couple of beers. And then I was like, "Oh fuck, I haven't done my push-ups today." And he he smashed them out. I reckon he'd nail this, but he's he's doing a planking challenge. Yeah, I think having a good base fitness is going to – no, not as cool. Good good base fitness helps and and the key, if you don't make it an exercise or a week's effort on it, then stop and go back to the start of that week and keep going. Like you you just need a little bit more time because everybody puts on muscle and fitness at different rates and what have you and if you've done it before or you've been that fit, then your muscles remember quicker. So like everyone can do this. I am absolutely convinced. We're yeah, six and seven. Well, I figure hectic, but if I get to Perth in March and I fail on the hundred, maybe I'll get it two weeks later. I think you will. You know I, what I mean? I, I, I yeah. honestly know you can do it. You've just got to keep training. These stick to big it. Big numbers. Push yeah. on. Press on. Press on. All right. Fuck. Uh, let's wind this business one, up. Are we done? Or you? Know one other thing. I I found. The original Uber sheet. Oh yeah, and I'll po- I post it on um, on the Instagram <clears throat> with updates. I haven't called Brad's mum, but I look. I'm sure she'd say he was an absolute gentleman all of the time, 100 percent of the time. So we've got. If you're an Uberating of five, 
it says category is noob. You're either new to Uber or you're doing sexual favors to your driver. <laughs> no mortal can maintain this rating. Celebrity example, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the bottom one is anyone below four is a scumbag, scumbag, scum of the earth. People like you should be knocked on head at birth. Celebrity example, Rolf Harris. So I just need some celebrity examples for the in-between ones. Okay. Before the 4.5 issues, it might be time to have a look in the mirror. Are you an alcoholic? Are you racist? <laughs> Do you have undiagnosed Tourette's? <laughs> yeah. 4.5 to 4.75. Larrikin. You're a standard Aussie larrikin who ha- may have a tendency to binge drink, but hey, no one's perfect. And then 4.75 and above, you're a general good human. Well done. Good. I'm in larrikin territory. I reckon we, I'm in larrikin territory as well. Slipped into larrikin territory. I've slid down <clears throat> into that 4.73. And I think we could even split those out a little bit more because no one's below 4.25. No one's down that sort of territory. Like it's so you think scumbag should be 4.25? Yeah. And I reckon maybe we cut it into 10s from there. There's a guy at work actually who um, is the world's biggest tight ass. So... He only ever gets in Uber if the works if works paying. So I know that every time he's you know he's sober and he's obviously having some work chat and he's probably just been at a meeting so he's functioning highly. Uh, he, Doesn't mean he's a five though. Someone will just take a dislike to him. Well, he's he's four point eight two, and I was like, yeah. bullshit, mate. You're the nah. and but then it occurred to me he never takes Ubers drunk. He lives in bloody Yanship, which is like South Geraldton. So he's like. Miles yeah. away, if so he's he never Yanchet, gets an he's Uber. He's already a four point two, exactly, just for living in Yanchet. Exactly, but he only gets Uber for work because he would never pay for yeah, it himself. So this doesn't apply to rural people because they don't use Uber enough. It doesn't. If you don't yeah. use Uber enough, disqualified. Then you don't. You're disqualified. Yeah. Okay. Which this is, is for the definitely Brad. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Anyway, I might post it up. <clears throat> Have you anyway, got a Colin? You got a tune? Yeah, I've got, I've got a ridiculous song. Actually, it's not ridiculous, but it is. It's it's another one by Minnie the Sloth, <laughs> my friend from Melbourne, and he's making some electronic beats, but he remixed one of the Bitter Men songs. That's my band. And um, it's a bit of a slow starter, but once the bass drops, it's quite good. And it's called Barina, remixed by fucking... Uh, Mini the Sloth. Mini the Sloth. Find him on SoundCloud. You just you search Mini the Sloth on SoundCloud, you'll find him. I think he just put a new song out today, actually. He'd probably prefer we played that one, but not well, gonna. Fuck <laughs> you, Mini the Sloth. Unlucky. Uh <laughs> cheers, bloke. Uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Keep those push ups up and fucking hooroo. Yeah, yeah. Hooroo.
back of the burina.
Marina. 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 